Hello, welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall. With me, as always, my amazing co-host. Patrick Terry. There you go, man. See? That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the master at work. Yeah, I know, right? Well, you know. You got the practice. It, yeah, yeah. 55 out of 56 episodes of doing it, yeah. <laughs> We're catching on, man. How you doing, my friend? Oh, pretty good on this somewhat gloomy Monday morning. Sun's trying to peek out, but oh, okay. eh, it's another day. Yeah, it's actually really nice out. And uh, here, uh, for at least for me, for today, it, today is Grayson's first day of kindergarten, so okay. she's over the moon excited. So uh, got dressed, got her out. I was wearing shorts. Man, as soon as we got back, as soon as York and I got back home, mm-hmm. man, I started free. I, this house is a freaking ice cube. So yeah. I went up, put sweats on. I've got a hoodie on. <laughs> like, I'm, like, freezing. But I know if I step outside, I'll be sweating again. But, right. you know, I'm very blessed to have very, very good air conditioning at the moment. So uh, York started school last Tuesday. Yep. Last Tuesday. He's actually in the other room, um, also on his virtual classroom. So they're right. they're on Zoom, or well, I guess they're on Microsoft Teams is what the school is using. Okay. Um, so he's been on there since this morning. They had like a 15, 15, 20 minute break earlier, and and they're back at it. So, but he's doing, yeah, man, he's he's kicking it though. He he's he got on there at eight o'clock uh, after we got back from. Dropping Grayson off, stopping by store, and then getting breakfast, coming back. He didn't have to sign on till like 8.30 is when they have to be on. He All was right. on at 8 o'clock just chatting with a couple of his other buddies who are already signed on early. So, yeah. So they, so he's just in there and chatting. I'm like, who the hell is he talking to? <laughs> Bro, who are you talking to? Oh, Jonathan, someone else in my class that's already signed on. Oh, yeah. okay. You good? Like, oh, yeah. It was like homeroom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is what it yeah. is. And it was just yeah. great. And I loved it because it was great listening to him talk with other kids. Yeah. Which is silly saying that because, I mean, it's not like that's not what he's doing any other time. Yeah. But he's usually got a headset on. He's talking to his other friends and they're playing either Fortnite or some other game or Minecraft or something. Right. And but it was nice for him to, to see him socialize with other kids without a controller in his hand. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, so that, that kind of warmed my heart a little bit this morning. Um, but yeah, man. So both of them have started school. Um, and uh, York seems to be doing all right. They're actually seem to be getting to actual instruction this week, like actual classroom instruction. Okay. And uh, not just like get to know you stuff and, different right. things like that um which obviously the first week is to be expected um yeah. and grayson's just over the moon excited she she starts dance too she already starts back at dance wow. new year for dance that starts tonight so after she's, school so she's super excited <laughs> she's gonna be knocked she's gonna be wore the hell out yeah after afterwards like after dinner she's gonna be ready to go to bed Right. Or we'll be ready for her to go to bed because she'll be cranky probably. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, uh, how's your daughter doing with school? She well, today good? would have been the first day for distant learning, okay. but 
apparently there were so many students that signed up for distant learning, they had to push it back a little. So first day will be Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully they, have this. Hopefully they won't have the same kind of uh, internet issues that uh, York's, well, that I think, what did they say, 6,000 mm. kids were having problems either logging on or staying connected, having yeah. internet issues. Um because they were using the school's computers, and I guess for whatever reason they just weren't ready to handle the the workload or whatever. I don't right. I don't know how all that works. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, thankfully York didn't have any problems. So, but yeah. So fingers crossed for her, man. But, yeah. So hopefully with this extra time they've had, they they got maybe they had, I think they probably had everything worked out for Monday, but then when they saw the numbers, they're like, no, nah, we need more time. So. Hopefully by Thursday, whatever kinks they expect, they'll have worked out and be ready to go. Yeah, I hope so, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll find out this weekend because she'll be oh. she'll be she'll be with me this weekend. So. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, let's see. News. Do we have news? We got a little bit of news. So um, next week for sure, we're having a guest. So yay. Um, I was able to, I'll go ahead and tell cause it's already scheduled. So yeah. not really had you know, that big of an issue. Um, it was, you know, something comes up. We are going to have comedian Jackie Cation join us next week. If you don't know her, please, I'll post some videos today on our group page, um, from her, some YouTube videos of her standup. She's extremely funny. She is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to pop culture stuff. She is more than extremely knowledgeable when it comes to Marvel Comics. So we will have somebody to help make sense of the upcoming, forthcoming, possibly, New Mutants <laughs> movie that, as of right now, is still scheduled for the end of the month. Yeah, we'll see. This we'll depends see. it's theater release or Disney Plus. Right. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, nobody's paying $30 for that one either. No. <laughs> I mean, like, if I had a household of people where everybody was wanting to watch it, cool. Exactly. But I'm just, I'm the only one that's going to check it out. So I'm like, I, no. Yeah. Let's, 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 you get a, a digital copy to keep later on. Right. And cool. Now, if they kept with, like, everybody else $20, maybe, but 30 no. no. Well, and so when we po- posted in the group about, about, uh, about Mulan coming to Disney Plus, and you can rent it for $30. For me, I mean, well, if it's just you watching it, yeah, I can see it. I can see yeah. if people, one or two people that are only kind of minorly interested in yeah. paying $30, no. But, like, uh, I know my best friend Mike, who just celebrated his birthday um, the other day, and uh, and his family, there's five of them. Yeah. Five of them watching it, shoot, that evens out easily. I mean, yeah. they're saving money doing that, actually. Yeah, you know. exactly. So I understand between for that purpose. And, yeah, between tickets and concessions. And really, even for our house, if I knew York would watch it, then, yeah, that's four of us watching it. And that's still saving $10 without concessions. Right. So, Get stuff at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but, yeah, if it's just you or if it's just one person or possibly or even two people, and you're only kind of meh on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, but it definitely looks like one of those movies you're going to want a big screen for. 
because it's going to have a large scope during the fight during the battle sequences. Right. right. So you're going to want a you know a good size screen for that. Um, but yeah, New Mutants, nope. You negatory Ghost Rider. Yeah, just um, drop it. <laughs> if you yeah. put on Disney Plus, just drop it. Yeah, just just yeah. Put it on VOD. I'll pay seven dollars to watch it. That's yeah, fine. That's reasonable. I've, I've paid seven dollars to watch things that I was only minorly interested in. Yeah. Before last week, this week, I mean, I just yeah. So we'll see. Cause, yeah, because you're mildly interested, and you spend thirty bucks, and you end up not liking it. It's like. You're going to be so upset with yourself. <laughs> That's going to make for an amazing episode. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, you think my rant on cats was bad. <laughs> I bring you now the new mutants. No. <laughs> I, you know, what I would, I, what I would absolutely love, I would absolutely love if this movie actually surprised us. Like you yeah. and I both. Yeah. That's what I, I really would love that. Like, I don't want a movie to be bad. Yeah. I always want the best for all movies, really. Um, but you know, when you've had two, possibly three delays, man, that's not—that's never a good sign. But I mean, it's something that they're still trying to push for theaters. Like, is it—is it, is it going to be good? Because they're not just tr- well, it's releasing it at that point. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Like, True. If, you, hell, if you've had to do reshoots and you've delayed it for a year and a half, almost two years, I mean. Yeah, and you, it's in tra- trailer wise, you can't really put anything else out. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, you just can't. Unless no. you re release the original trailer from like two years, like, oh my god, this one's new. Right, right. <laughs> like, no, man, it's just been that long since you've seen it. <laughs> Go back to the teaser mode. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I'd be happy if it if it ends up being good. Kind of, kind of wipe the palette <laughs> from Dark Phoenix. <laughs> exactly. Now, who knows? It may still be better in Dark Phoenix. I mean, if it manages that, cool. It's already it's already <laughs> exceeded expectations. Right. <clears throat> all right. Uh, all right. So, um, so first of all, I want to again shout out to my best friend Mike uh, Thomas. It was his birthday on August eighth, two days two days ago. Um, it was also my brother's. Right. He, Mike's my brother from another mother, much like you are, my friend, and um, and I've known him since like eighth grade, so I've known him for, I mean, decades now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and as well, my younger brother, my actual brother, um, turned Jeremy. He turned forty this on the eighth. Also, they share a birthday together, so it's always right. easy to remember. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, that was nice. We got to celebrate when we when we were down for my grandfather's memorial last month or no earlier no last month it is August um, last month so we got to celebrate a little bit and that was nice um, but yeah uh, but also uh, something that occurred on August eighth forty six years ago was uh, the day that Richard Nixon resigned from his role as president. And got on the TV and uh, basically read the he more or less read the read the writing on the wall. There we go. I was going to try and not butcher that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm about to screw this up. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. I mean, the House had already impeached him. 
the bipartisan center like was about to give him the boot and so he went ahead and uh, realizing that he wasn't getting any support right he just went ahead and resigned so why do i bring this up okay well one of my favorite movies and i talked about this when i posted about it uh, a couple days ago was that it the movie all the president's men starring robert redford as bob woodward and dustin hoffman as carl bernstein that movie's had like one of the best positive i guess i don't even know how do you say that but it, it's it had such an impact like after i first watched it when i was i was in my early 20s i guess late teens early 20s mm-hmm. and had no idea you know what it was about so i watched it and i mean i've always known about watergate and things of that nature um because i like u.s history um so uh so after watching that movie not only i mean i fell in love with it i love the acting um dustin hoffman his maybe not as much as as i like redford's i like redford's um jason robards is in it he's awesome donald sutherland's in it i mean there's a huge cast it's and it's awesome i love it um the script is really well done the pacing the way they basically feed out you know little tidbits of the information and just it's an investig it's like a it's like a mystery you know more or less trying to find out trying to you know because it's investigative reporting at its best it shows the process of it of them getting on the phone because they don't have because it's 19 I think it was 72, 73 when they were investigating it. Um, And then 74 is when you resign. And so they're investigating this and they don't like, they're having to use sources. They don't have the internet. Obviously they don't have cell phones. It's all pay phones and home phones and work phones and having to be put on hold. And then uh, just trying to actually hunt down sources, hunt down people to talk to, look up people's phone numbers. Um, yeah, it's just, and then just, you know, even going door to door, not door to door, but um, knock and talks more or less, I guess is what they call it in police work. That's yeah. what they call knock and talks. But um, basically, that's what they're doing. And it's this, it just like instilled in me how much I love movies, one, because it's just a fascinating movie to watch um, start to finish because it's just amazing mystery. And on how obviously it's not documentary so it's not legit how things went but there's obviously some some sort of dramatization that's in it but redford who originally was the one that pushed to get this movie made and i believe is a producer on it um he did a lot to try and like as soon as the book came out read it and said i need this i want to make this into a movie and then had to talk to the two of them and um, they had some input on there and trying to be sure, you know, as far as accuracy and how they did things and try to make it as realistic and as honest as possible. And the just the amount of work it took to do investigative journalism, which I know is not much different now than it was then, but it's I think a little bit e- a little bit easier now. Yeah. Just because Internet and everything. But you know, they didn't have a 24-hour news cycle yet. That was still, I think, 10 years away, mm-hmm. uh, right around that area. 
before uh, you know you start having your cable news channels and everything start popping up. But you know they, <clears throat> it really was a time because you're just past sixties now in the early seventies. Not a whole, you know, he was the newscast journalism was perceived differently, quite a bit differently than as it is now. For obvious, I mean, um, even before our president took office, um, you know, reporters and journalists were um, not favor received in a favor favorable light. I guess is guess the best way to put it. But it's harder to do when you have a 24-hour news cycle now than as opposed to then, um, where you relied on the newspaper, where you relied on people like Walter Cronkite and. Tom Brokaw and Sam Donaldson, Dan Rather, all these people on the front line reported from Vietnam, you know, from, you know, as embeds in Vietnam reporting um, what's going on and seeing them every night and trusting that they're going to give you the the information to you as accurately and honestly as possible. Right. So, you know, fast forward a few years now, these people are now reporting on this scandal that's going on and the cover-up that, that went along with it. And just the respect I have, you know, for, journal, for journalists, because I at one point thought about doing that. That was something I thought about doing. Right. But I realized that I can write pretty good. Um, but at the same time, I know my, like, I know my strengths. Like, I could do the investigative stuff, obviously, because I went into law enforcement. But, um I've always had that respect for journalists trying to get the most accurate information that they receive at the time, at least right now, because because right. um, everything's you know has to. There's this need that has to that news has to be put out right away, right away, as soon as you get it, right away, because someone else might beat you to it. Right. Because of between social media and news channels, it's hard for them to get the most accurate and detailed information and get a story put out that way. It's whatever we can get right now. We'll, you know, we'll put whatever, whatever accurate information we have right now. And we'll worry about getting it completely right later, but we have to get this out now. Yeah. And that's the kind of the part of journalism that I hate, which I'm kind of, um, but I understand because that's just the nature of this, the evolution of things. But I've always enjoyed this movie. I've always had this respect for journalists to go out and do this to try and get the most accurate information out to the people. Anyways, so I wanted to, <clears throat> so I, uh, and I rewatched it the other day and still absolutely love it. If you haven't seen it, find a way to watch it. It's, it is a spectacular movie about two very good um, journalists that have tried to, even decades later, still trying to stay as, impartial as far as uh they don't have like a bent you know a bent or a lean in any certain direction because uh, woodward's written numerous books about uh presidents of both on both sides of the party right. i think he wrote two books about obama and uh they weren't like glowing books i mean he put all the good the bad and the ugly all in there yeah he wrote two books on him with like amazing access <laughs> like so and he always makes sure his research is you know top notch like it's 
Like he's not going to put something in there that may more or less jeopardize, jeopardize his credibility. Right. So, which is why I've always respected that, that he puts the time in to do the research before submitting anything. So, all right, that's my, not really a rant, but my, my little talk I wanted to kind of talk about, cause you know, it's one of my favorite movies and it, it, you know, has this kind of, not sentimental, but it has this, you know, uh, this deeper meaning for me that right. more than most movies, I guess. Um, so with that being said, I guess technically I'm first this week anyways. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, let's talk about something that's not so, uh, I don't know, not so whatever. So me and the family, uh, we watched the We Bear Bears movie, or We Bear We Bear Bears the movie. Okay. There we go. Um, for those of you that don't know what this is, it's a cartoon that's on cart. It's a animated show on Cartoon Network. There we go. That's not there a cartoon, go. cartoon Network. <laughs> Redundantly redundant. Right. Um, it stars uh, Eric Edelston or Edelstein. Uh, who voices Grizzly or Grizz? Bobby Moynihan, who most people know from I think Saturday Night Live. I can't remember. I can never remember if he was Saturday Night Live or uh, Mad TV. Anyways, he was one one of those sketch shows. Yeah. Very funny guy. Um, he voices Panda, and then uh, comedian uh, Dimitri Martin voices Ice Bear, who's a polar bear. Um, Mark Evan Jackson, who's a character actor that's been in a ton of things. He was in. Um, Splitting Up Together, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's been on a bunch of things. If you saw his picture, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's one of those. He also was in, uh, there's a podcast called Thrilling Adventure Hour. Thrilling Adventure Hour. And uh, they had different kind of series that they did. Um, like, old, like, old, like old-time radio type scripted uh, stories. Yeah, and he was on one called Sparks Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars or Marshall from Mars. So, one of my favorites. I absolutely love that one. Like I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't listen to the others as much. I only wanted to listen to the Sparks Nevadas one because those were always my favorite. Right. And he was he played Sparks Nevada, loved it. Um, so he plays Agent Trout, who's head of the fish fish and fish game of wildlife. Uh division he looked his character looks like commissioner gordon almost okay commissioner gordon knockoff you know with the overcoat and everything and the white you know the white hair and the white mustache and the glasses okay uh Patton oswald plays uh does his recurring voice of nom nom which is a uh koala bear who made a big you know he used to know the bears and then he made a bit in big in hollywood so he's too yeah, he, can't, he doesn't have enough time. Um, Jason Lee, who voices Charlie, not really sure. Charlie's not a Sasquatch. He's just this weird creature. Um, that's really funny. Uh, comedian Cameron Esposito plays his, plays uh, Ranger Tabes. Ellie Kemper voices Lucy. I mean, there's a huge cast, and these are all people that uh, that voice these characters on the TV show as well. So what happens is Grizz, Panda, and Ice Bear embark on an adventure to Canada after an agent from the Department of National Wildlife Control tries to put an end to their hijinks. So they they wanted to be famous like Nom Nom was. So what they do is they make this this uh, 
dance video mm-hmm. so they could try and make it go viral. Well, in doing so, they suck all the power from from uh, from the town and then blow out, basically have a brownout, and the entire power goes out to the entire city and everything. Okay. So they get they end up getting caught, and the town's pretty much fed up with them. The the uh, police chief is just trying to help. Like, he wants to punish them, but he doesn't want to do anything too severe. So he was just going to, like, write him a tick or something, you know, just something to, and tell him not to do it again. Yeah. Until, until uh, Agent Trout shows up, and he wants to take him away. Well, the bears end up escaping, and they're like, well, the only place they think they could go is Canada, because Canada because uh, Canadians love bears. So, which was shown in this in this brochure, or actually a menu for uh, a place a place that was serving poutine. So it had a it was a Canadian maple leaf, a Mountie, and hugging a bear. So Canadians, love, oh yeah, Canadians love bears. So they're going to try and go to Canada. So in doing so, they you know they have flashbacks to like when they were small bears when they first met. Like it shows right. like their origin story of meeting and uh, it's really cute. It's extremely funny. My son. So York doesn't, he doesn't mind watching movies with us, but there's very, it's not very often that I hear him just busting up laughing. Right. Like he, he was laughing so hard. He's like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Because what they do is they, they do incorporate a lot of pop culture things into their show. And then as well as into this movie. So they, there's one part where they come upon this cornfield where it looks like they're having this dance party type thing. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can get in is if you're like a famous, you know, either meme or GIF or or have, you know, or went viral on YouTube. So there, there's all these different, uh, like, grumpy cats in it and, like, all these different things that have... Uh, and... There was one part where you were like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. The only thing that's missing is uh, rave crabs. I go, what? He's like, rave crabs. And then, I said, what the hell is he talking about? All of a sudden, within like three to five seconds, it it pans over to a bunch of rave, you know, crabs wearing uh, the glow necklaces. Oh. <laughs> so, he's like, oh, my God, rave crabs. <laughs> This is so awesome. So he, he was. I mean, he was. Yeah. He, he was loved. It. He, he loved. He loved it. Right on cue. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> In case you missed it, York uh, opened the door and then corrected me. Crab rave, not rave crab. So. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse. <laughs> so. Excuse me. <laughs> Some people. Um, so, anyways, they he had a blast. He loved it. Um, Grayson loved it too. She was laughing pretty hard too. She really liked it. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's it's only an hour and nine minutes long. Like it's not very oh. long. Yeah. Yeah. It's sixty nine minutes. That's good. So, so yeah. Um, not sure if that was intentional or not. So yeah, yeah. So. If you have kids, this is a perfect kids movie. Even if you don't have kids, this is fun to watch. It's we watched it on iTunes. It was like five dollars. Um, it's also available on Prime for five dollars. So it's up to you if you rather wait till it comes on like Redbox. 
which wouldn't be a bit. I mean, considering it's only in an hour and nine minutes. If you're hurting for something for your kids to watch or to have a movie night, then maybe you don't mind spending five dollars to watch it. Right. Um, but if it's something, you know, well, I mean, I'll just wait till Redbox. That's cool too. Um, for me, I think it was worth it. I think you actually would buy it for ten. Like I think it's five, but I think you actually buy it for ten. Um, so yeah, but it it was super cute. I totally would. I love Dimitri Martin as Ice Bear because he's just so stoic and talks yeah. like this. But he always talks to himself third person. Ah. So Ice Bear. Ice Bear likes raves. You know, like that pretty much. Yeah. In the very Dimitri Martin kind of way. Yeah. Um, but like it's hard to have a favorite because they're all freaking hilarious. Definitely check it out. It's very, very funny. I, I really liked it. So um, let's see here. Next. So that's my one kids movie. Well, technically, there's two. We actually watched, uh, if you anybody's ever watched The Tooth Fairy, or just, not The Tooth Fairy, sorry. Tooth Fairy, not The Tooth Fairy. The, the Tooth Fairy is the horror movie. Tooth okay. Fairy is the is the kids' movie with The Rock okay. that plays a hockey player that then becomes a uh, Tooth Fairy and has to, do, uh, has to do Tooth Fairy duties for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. To learn his lesson because he didn't believe and try to get a kid to not believe. So, um, since Grayson lost her first tooth, I don't think we talked about that. Um, so she was very excited about that. So she, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So we, uh, we told her about the movie and then we were, we were watched. I hadn't watched it. It came out in 2010. I mean, York was like in York was a, baby because i don't think i watched it probably till 2011 yeah at best i mean i rented it i think or watched it when it was on tv one time it was yeah it's cute it's it's a cute movie so we did watch that so she and she really liked it because she knows the rock from the jumanji movies so but all right so um next up um i want to talk about i read a couple articles and saw a couple of Think people, different people posting about this movie called She Dies Tomorrow. It's a very interesting movie to say the least. Like, I'm trying to explain it to Ruth the other day, and I'm like, I better find a better way to explain this. <laughs> right. Now, in the time we talk about this. Um, so, the reason why this is kind of, uh, the reason why this got brought up, or why I decided I wanted to watch it, is that I read so very interesting articles and uh discuss or tweets about um about this movie so basically it's about uh amy uh thinks she's dying tomorrow and it's contagious dun 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 so the director is amy Siemens, i think s-e-i-m-e-t-z she also wrote the movie as well as directed and you know what i've noticed i've watched a lot of movies directed by women lately which is good, which means that they're finally getting more movie, you know, finally getting more opportunities for opening up for women directors, which I absolutely love. Right. Um, so I think every week, at least for the past month, I've watched at least one movie that was directed by a female director, which is amazing. Um, so keep that shit up, Hollywood. Right. Um, anyways, so... 
it turns out, I guess, she made this movie, obviously, last year. Um, this is the, turns out, the running commentary on this movie is that it's the first quarantine movie made pre-quarantine. <laughs> um, so it takes a while for you to figure out what's going on because they also kind of do some flashback type things. Mm-hmm. And basically, Amy wakes up. She did. I mean, she wakes up alone by herself. Um, not sure what's going on. And she goes home and just kind of goes through the motions. Um, she's trying to call her friend Jane, talks to her. Jane's trying to get out of having to go to her brother's girlfriend's birthday party. There you go. Um, Amy is played by Kate Lynn Scheel, and Jane's playing by Jane Adams. Um, so she's like, well, I'm going to try and come by a little bit later. You know, I really don't want to go to this party, but I kind of have to, but I really don't want to type of thing. And um, you, you find out that Amy um, has been, I guess, had gone to rehab and is now sober. Mm-hmm. And then, but you don't find that out till after you see her drinking quite a bit. And she keeps talking about how she's going to die tomorrow. And uh, Jane tries to talk her out. It's like, no, you're not. You're, you're fine. You're going to, you're going to be fine. You've, it's like, you've had a breakup or whatever. It's fine. So you find out she's broken up with somebody. So you just kind of think that's what it is until. So Jane eventually comes over, check on her. And while they're talking, she's talking about, you know, Amy keeps talking about how she's going to, she doesn't know how or why, but she knows she's going to, but she just has this, she just knows, she just absolutely knows she's going to die tomorrow. Right. And so she, uh, so she's talking about, and then Jane's like, you know what? You just need to go way down and get some good sleep. You'll be fine. When you wake up tomorrow, you'll be better. We'll get you back on the wagon. You know, not sure why you relapsed, but we'll, we'll get you through this. Right. And then Jane goes home. She's got like a microscope. She does some research, I guess, at home. Um, some sciencey stuff, and then you see this blue and red light, kind of just kind of artsy fartsy, kind of blue and red light. Mm-hmm. But it's the, you know, it's like okay, it's going to be this art housey kind of movie. It's kind of slow, and I'm sure it has a buildup of some kind. And that's when you realize that's when each time that occurs, that's when the character, I guess, is infected. And using air quotes on a body medium, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, is infected with his paranoia and starts having this hysteria of believing that they are going to die tomorrow. And so she, she's not really sure what to think other than she's, she ends up going to the birthday party actually. And, um, and there at the party, you see, uh, Kitty Azelton, who most people will know from the league. She's also married to Mark Duplass. Um, Chris Messina, who's been in a ton of movies most recently, um, he played uh, Victor Zaz in the Birds of Prey movie. Um, he's been in a bunch of independent films that I absolutely love. He's one of my favorite lesser-known actors that's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, and he's there. He plays the he plays Jason. He plays the brother. Um, Katie Aitzelton plays uh, plays Susan, the birthday girl, I guess, and the girlfriend. And when Jane gets there, she ends up kind of being a bummer about, hey, I'm going to, you know, well, that's great, but I'm going to, you know, I just, 
I think I'm going to die tomorrow. I don't know why, but I just I just know I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah. And they're all trying to take him. And then you see as the night progresses at this party, how each person then starts, you know, the lights kick in and they all seem to think that they're going to, this is the last night. Like it's, and it's just contagious and it's just crazy how it's, um, cause what it is, is just, it's a movie where people, where it examines people's paranoia, um, about the future and about, and gets them thinking about death and, having this discussion about that and what it means and what happens and like uh i guess it's not a girlfriend i guess they are married um because they have a kid and they have to go up and tell the kid that they, like they go up and tell the kid that they're going to die tomorrow and that trying to explain it to the kid that you know they're not going to be there and it's just yeah like it's crazy so it's it's more of a thriller and i think i saw someone listed as a horror but there's no like horror elements per se other than just this overwhelming anxiety i guess that they project it's a very interesting movie it's as i like to say it's a this is the best this is how i put it to ruth i said it is definitely a film like it's a it's not a movie it's a film it's a movie it is something you watch for to analyze, to take apart and try and just actually think about. Mm-hmm. Not just something you watch, not a movie in which you put on to be entertained and just watch just for entertainment value, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the best way I put it. You know, I just, it's a film. Like it's one you just watch and you try and study and try and figure out the themes and the, like what all they're actually trying to say and the different meanings behind it. It's, it's very well done. I don't know if I'd rewatch it, um, but I think it's definitely worth watching um, just because it, it is an interesting film. And it's definitely not something you will have seen before. I'll definitely put it that way. Right. It's not something that's, it's not your typical movie that's being rehashed and told. It's, it's something nuanced, I guess is the word for it and uh, done very well. So she dies tomorrow. Um, let's see. And then lastly, for me, um, real quick, The Sunlit Night I talked about last week that I was going to watch. I'm not going to p- talk about this one too much. Um, but it <clears throat> it stars Jenny Slate, um, who most people, uh, she was in a movie called Obvious Child, which is really good. Um, she played Mayor Bellwether in the Zootopia movie, The Lamb. Okay. So, um Played Gidget and Secret Life of Pets. Um, she was in the movie Gifted with Chris uh, with Chris Evans that I really liked. She voices in Big Mouth, um, Muppet Babies. <laughs> uh, I mean, she does Bob's Burgers. She plays Tammy. Um, but yeah, she does a lot of voiceover work. Um, she was in Venom. She's she was a she was the uh, Doctor Dora Skirth that. What was it uh, symbiote instead of symbiote? <laughs> like okay, okay, yeah, I know yeah. what she played now. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, uh, she was in that too. Uh, anyways, so she's she's a great actress. I I really like her. Um, let's see, really, not really a whole lot of people because uh, the people would recognize. Because it's a Scandinavian, I mean, it's a movie that takes place in Norway. 
Um, so they actually use people that are of that descent, so that are Scandinavian. Um, Julian Anderson's in it, but she's only in it for like two scenes, and you're like, oh my god, that's Julian Anderson? All right. Just, to me, unrecognizable, just because I hadn't really seen her or anything yeah. uh, lately. Uh, Zach Galifianakis also co-stars. One of my favorite people that are in this movie, one of my... And I'd rather watch a movie about him, <laughs> I think, than than some of the other people in here. Is David Paymer. He's been in a ton of movies. He was, if anybody remembers City Slickers, he was, I think, Ben of Ben and Jerry. They were they were on the uh, the cowboy, you know, was on the same group. Anyway, he's been in a ton of movies. All you gotta do is look him up, and you're like, oh, dude, yeah, I've seen that guy in everything. He plays um, David Paymer plays Jenny Slate's dad in this movie. Freaking hilarious. Uh, and he's not even in them. He's only in the like, first probably 20 minutes of the movie. And then a couple of bit scenes here and there. Right. right. Um, but I, I loved his character. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to see this movie. Like, I wanted to make a movie just his character as well. Um, so The Sunlit Night is an hour and 46 minutes long. It is from, well, it says 2019, but didn't get released till this year. Um that it did premiere at Sundance. Um, let's see, it's set between New York and the far north of Norway. Sunlit Night follows American painter Francis and uh, Emerge Yasha as an unlikely pair who find each other in the Arctic Circle. Francis has arrived to jumpstart her career while Yasha is, has come to bury his father in the land of the Vikings. Together, under a sun that never quite sets, they bury the past and discover the future and family they didn't know they had. So, she basically goes on like more like a fellowship type thing mm-hmm. and go assist with painting the inside of a barn as almost like a art piece. So, you know, it's not just, you know, painting a barn, but they're doing like angles and different geometric shapes to make his like 3D kind of uh, visual effect type thing when you look at it. Um, so she's helping paint that and then meets the other guy who's there to visit or to bury his dad um, at a Viking funeral. And <clears throat> uh, Zach, Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis plays one of the Viking, what do you call those people? Uh, not recreators, but... Uh, Lord, those people you see are like medieval times and stuff like that. Reenactors, there we go. Okay. He's a Viking reenactor, but takes it very seriously and uh, is the one that helps put the funeral together. They form a friendship, I guess, of sorts. Um, but it is, it's about genuinely trying to find herself. Um, it's a dramedy, I guess. Um, there's some humor in it, but it's about how she's trying to find herself as not only as a person, but as a painter as well, to have a more actual point of view instead of just kind of rehashing old stuff that has kind of been seen before. Um, and anyways, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how many people will. Um, I would suggest watching the trailer and see what you think. Acting's really well done. Um, I like uh, how they shot it. It was um, the landscape and everything. Very beautiful. Um, 
good choice on lenses for uh, the wide open, you know, the show scope and how, you know, how beautiful the countryside is and everything. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. But I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, I'm down. All right, man, I'm done. Done talking. It's all you. All right. Yep, get your stretch on. So the first movie I'll talk about, <clears throat> I watched recently on uh, Amazon Prime. It's uh, 7500, which is an Amazon original movie. Uh, it's got two release dates. Apparently released last year, August 9th of 2019 at La, La Carno. Uh, I guess it's maybe a film festival or sure. country. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it released this year, June 18th on Prime Video. And the runtime is an hour and 32 minutes. Okay. So it's pretty short. Uh, the director's Patrick Volrath. And it only had a budget of $5 million, Which makes sense because it's not, they don't really go, not too many different locations. You have, yeah. you're inside the, the airport and then most of the movie takes place in the cockpit of the plane. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> out of all the actors, the only actor I know is Jorson, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Hashtag and, um, JGL. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he pretty much plays uh, co-pilot Tobias. But what this movie is about is there's a flight going from <clears throat> Berlin to Paris. But unfortunately, there's terrorists that are attempting to, t- to seize the control of the plane. And the co-pilot must uh, find a way to save the passengers' lives. And, you know, and then there's one, one terrorist who may be having second thoughts about what's going on. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> starts off showing um, closed circuit TV footage of the terrorists getting prepared to get on the flight, and you know they're looking kind of suspicious and you know doing kind of shady things, but um, it just lets us know who they are. So when things happen later, like oh okay, but um, Tobias also has a relationship with one of the stewardesses, but they try to keep it under wraps. But uh, his pilot pretty much figures it out. He's like. Like they show in the trailer, say, y'all seem to know each other. Oh, we have a boy. And he explains that they do have a relationship, but they try to keep their professional and business life separate as much as possible. Um, and it's a pretty straightforward movie. Um, there's like a short delay because they have a couple passengers that are late boarding, and then they finally take off. Um, as they show in the trailer, stewardess is bringing them food, and then that's when the terrorists decide, okay, this is the time to try to overtake the, the cockpit. Um, <clears throat> so they managed to keep three of the terrorists out, but one slips in and he injures both the pilot and the co-pilot. But, um, Tobias, uh, Gordon Levitt had managed to um, knock him out, but it's a lot of intense scenes. Jordan movie again is on the, is on the <clears throat> cockpit and then the terrorists kind of get frustrated. So they're, uh, threatening to kill passengers if he doesn't open the door. And so has a screen inside the cockpit where you can see the people standing outside. So he's witnessing what they're doing to the, some of the passengers. And he does try to use the microphone where he, they speak to the pa- passengers to say, hey, it's more of you than them. You could fight back. But nobody does. <laughs> but um, the plan is to try to get to like, Hanover for fueling. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course, they don't want him to land. Um, try not to give too much away, but it's pretty straightforward. Terrorists take over the cockpit. Um, he's trying to save save himself plus the um, passengers and try to not 
you know, whatever the plan is, he's trying to, to avoid that. And then one of the terrorists is kind of in the middle. He's seeing what they're doing. He kind of is in the middle. doesn't really, you know, it's kind of like, I've chosen to do this, but now he's seeing what, what's going on. He's like, ah, right. I'm not sure. So the question is, is he going to still carry this through or is he going to try to help out in the end? But um, overall, it was pretty intense. I'm not sure if this might be the best movie to watch during this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, giving giving folks kind of ideas might not be best thing. Well, at the same time, not a whole lot of people want to go fly right now anyway. So maybe yeah. it's. I mean, I've only flown once. It's definitely watching this was like, yeah, you know, I think the once is good. <laughs> you've, only, you've only been on an airplane one time. One time that really? was that was the the honeymoon to and oh, for, okay. to and from Florida, and that was the first and last time I've been. And now it might be a minute before I do it again. <laughs> So, Not just because of the movie, but just in general. Right. So yeah. I, uh, one of my many, many years I was in college, mm-hmm. I, uh, I took something called a ground flight, ground flight, F-L-I-G-H-T, uh, school class. Yeah. Just for kicks. I kind of wanted to see what it was like, seeing it was something that would interest me and, um, and everything. Yeah. And... I was terrible because there's a lot of math involved, <laughs> so um, not really for me. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, <clears throat> but one of the things I learned with while doing it though was that I, uh, I learned that I learned a lot more about the technical aspects and then you know all the sounds and different things yeah. that need to be done beforehand. So it helped get over whatever fear I had of flying because I knew what all the different sounds and all, all the different things that were going on actually right. meant. Okay. I never did any further in that class because I was terrible at it. And I'd have to retake it now. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm terrible at math. I get to this requires a lot more math than what I'm capable of learning. So right. I, I just, no, nah. but no, I, I, but I get it though. Cause I used to fly a lot as a kid, just flying from Dallas to Kansas city uh, from my mom's to my dad's. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my brother and I, we flew on an airplane quite a bit, so we kind of got used to it. But as I got older, my fears kind of kicked in because when you get older, you're more fearful of things because you, uh, just you're more aware, I guess, that things right. can go wrong than you are when you're a kid. And so I, it was hard for me to actually, it was hard for me to actually try and get on a plane without freaking out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I got over it after that class. Now I'm just like, yeah, it's nothing. Just move along, move along. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. At the time, I wasn't really thinking about it. Just like, you know, heading out, going to Florida, come back, cool. But then, over time, you know, things have happened since then, and you know, just, you know, just the thought, the mind just yeah. creates that. Yeah. Come on, man. Just all you got to do yeah. is just think. Just just remember your training from watching Passenger 57. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just remember Passenger 57. Just don't rem- just leave out um, drop zone. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, overall it was it was pretty it was a pretty decent movie. It's just it it does take place in one location. You're on the plane. Once they take off, you're in that cockpit. Yeah. I don't know if I caught this or not. Does this take place? Uh, do you know if this is like a uh, movie that takes place present day? Um, doesn't really say. Again, I mean, okay. I guess it can take place anytime, but it doesn't really. Well, I mean, because since 9/11, they've really 
beefed up security on how you get into the cockpit of the airport. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's um, they have the the pilots have to, have to unlock the door. Like okay. unless they unlock the door, you can't get in. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Right. So so the stewardess when she comes up, she presses the button. They look at the screen. They see that it's her. They open it and let her in. Okay. But once it's closed, it's pretty secure. Okay. So they they, they yeah. were beating on it, banging on it, trying to get oh, in, and it's like. Okay. Nah. I bet say I guess the biggest tip off would be if they had if they had uh, smartphones. They had smartphones, then it takes place during. <laughs> well, well, oh, there is a smartphone. Okay, there. They, you they go. don't really they don't show the screen, but he's using it. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. Um, but the thing is, they they overtake the plane. They don't even have guns. But what they did is they made knives out of glass. But they but see what they did. They bought they bought some champagne and wine. So I believe I believe they broke the glass and then they formed those okay. in the weapons. So that way it would pass through security because glass you can't pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five hundred. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's ba- that's basically the code for like if someone's trying to hijack a plane or oh, a terrorist okay. activity. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then that's all for that. And then the next movie that I watched. I, I finally watched uh, Palm Springs, so oh, I yeah, checked yeah. that out. I thought it was really good. Like considering, right. like you know, I am a fan of Groundhog Day and then um, Edge of Tomorrow, that type of style where you have repeating days. And I yeah. believe an episode of Supernatural had an episode like that where where Sam was repeating Tuesday, I believe. And um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a funny movie, entertaining. Um, I like how when the movie start. We're already in it like he's yeah. already experiencing it and then we're just catching up and the first like not to say too much like what happens at the beginning um when he's trying to tell the woman to not come close i yeah. thought maybe the plan was like every day before the day's over he has to make it to this certain place to re- you know loop right the day but apparently it's after that and it's just whatever he just constantly looping yeah yeah um uh, J.K. Simmons, he was funny. I don't know for some reason. I, I was thinking J.K. Rollins for some reason before I said his name. I'm like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but um, it's definitely one to check out. It's it, oh, even if, if even if it came to theater, it'd be worth watching there as well. But yeah. um, it it's it's I was entertained all throughout. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's yeah. just fun. Like it's it's yeah. I just it's definitely on. I think one of my top movies of the year so far. Yeah. I couldn't imagine loop. I would hope if I was stuck in a loop, it would be at least a good day to loop. I know, right? You know? Oh my god! Because if you get stuck in a suck day, sucky day, it's like, oh, oh man. Yes. I don't want to get it out too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I mean, it it was it was a lot. Like a lot of it's from his perspective of what he went through. Then they kind of switched, and you kind of see what both of them, both the main characters, are going it's... through. And yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good. Good. Palm Springs, please watch it. It's on the yes. Hulu. Yes. It's on it's the Hulu. Worth. If you've got the Hulu, there's no reason not to watch it. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. And my final piece of content, I checked out Beyonce's Blackest King on Disney Plus. Now, going in, I think last week I mentioned like I'm not I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. Doesn't mean I don't. Doesn't mean like I, me and my coworker uh, Brown, we were talking and uh, I told her. I'm not really a fan of Beyonce, and it just so happens some doctors were walking by, two women, and one of them stopped and they turned. You know, I just kept my conversation, but I noticed it. And once we finished, she was like, "How can you not be a fan of Beyonce?" I'm like, "I mean, I'm not a big fan. I respect her music; she's great. Yeah. 
I just don't want her acting it's or just doing not voice for me. work. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, just not for yeah. me. Like outside of music, voice acting and acting, she could stop that. <laughs> but right. music-wise, I mean, there's nothing you could say about her music. I mean, it's great. It I'm just not. Is. Yeah, I'm just not a. I'm just not part of the beehive. <laughs> exactly. Same. Yeah. But um. That's okay. Not everybody. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I'm just, not, I'm just not her target demographic. Exactly. I mean, there there are songs that I like. Like she's got, at least each album has come out, she's released songs. I'm like, yeah, I like that. There's always. It's like okay, I got it. Yeah. 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 But um, this was released on Disney Plus, uh, July 31st, 2020. Uh, it's an hour and 25 minutes, so it's a, it's not not too long. This is basically <clears throat> a visual album or visualized version of the Lion King: The Gift soundtrack. So, okay. so before watching, I was like, "Well, I haven't heard the soundtrack, so it's supposed to be the movie for that." Or, but actually, it's literally music videos for each song, and they even have clips from the Lion King remake in between songs, and they have the visuals. This thing, just they have a lot of visuals going on. <laughs> like, there's just a lot going on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I mean, as far as that, I mean, everything looks beautiful. I mean, um. You have, there are nine different directors, which means, okay. I guess, for certain content, there's directors for certain things. Yeah. Uh, you have 20 different producers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, of course, they have a lot going on, so you got <laughs> producers for certain it, things. <laughs> so it's, it's the music video version of a feature. It's like, right. Beyonce featuring. <laughs> yeah, if this was a movie that had nine directors and 20 producers, it probably wouldn't be so good. <laughs> but, oh and then, then you have four different directors writers now as far as directors and writers beyonce is one of them but you have different producers um dj Khaled. right <laughs> go like, away <laughs> like i'd attempted several times to watch but um i was having trouble getting into it because again i'm not the biggest beyonce yeah. fan so she starts off kind of narrating and she's speaking kind of in a soft tone mm-hmm. and for some reason it was just irking me <laughs> I just so I had to stop it a couple of times before I went back to it and um, I finally got through and um it's um yeah it's 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 it took some getting used to okay but uh, as far as the songs go it's um well okay the premise so the the premise for this is supposed to be a young African king is cast out of his family into an unforgiven world. And he subsequently undergoes a journey through betrayal, love, and self-identity to reclaim his throne, <clears throat> utilizing the guidance of his ancestors and childhood love. And the story is told through the voices of present-day black artists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but some notes. This is, Beyonce's called this her passion project. Um, it was filmed, researched, and edited over the course of a year leading up to its release. Uh, there's multiple chapters, different localities, with uh, Nigeria and Ghana being two of the okay. locations. Cool, and then cool. you had cast and crew from these locations contributing filming filming taking place in these two countries. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. After the music video for Spirit, which is for the soundtrack, she wanted to release visuals for all the songs. And first she thought about just doing like short clips and snippets, but then that turned into full feature videos. Then it turned to full feature film. Okay. So, yeah. And um, 
And again, like I said, it also includes sound bites from the 2019 remake of the movie. And it was like for for this, it was surprising to see it on the Disney platform because it's not yeah. like your normal Disney type cutesy type thing. It's, I mean, a lot of the visuals and it's shining light on music from artists that we don't know so well. Um, let's see. As far as the title itself, it was kind of divisive as far as how people were receiving it public-wise, mm-hmm. but it did, did receive mostly positive critiques. Um, you, know, I mean, I, you know, I read some comments from people and thoughts on it, so it wasn't surprising because when I saw the title and I watched the trailer, I'm like, yeah, some folks are probably going to be mad about this, but I mean, it's just... Now like she's laying on top of a fucking patrol car, people. It's right. Like, Jesus Christ. Right. Give it a rest. Um, if it's yeah, not for I mean, you, don't. If it's not yeah. for you, don't watch it. <laughs> Simple, and um, you know, it's 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 more Jesus. art and just showing the culture, and you yeah. know, it's just it's it's it's, it's really, um, yeah. Basically, like you said, if it's not for you, don't watch it. Yeah, and, same uh, thing with the Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah, if it's not for you, don't watch it. Although it's it's really good though. I yeah, to. and even if you watch it. You know, you might end up liking it. Like me, I wasn't keep expecting. Open mind. Yeah, keep an open mind about it. I wasn't expecting to like it. I was going to this thinking that I was just gonna be, like, uh. But some of the songs, I mean, seriously, yeah. I was into it. I was bobbing my head. I was getting like filled with energy and just yeah. really into it. Um, I think the only negative I could say is like the um, they showed the video for Spirit at the end. So out of all the songs that are performed, that's probably the least favorite because it seemed like real studio type. Yes. And then, and then most of the songs are featuring artists that I've never heard of, but I'm like, I'm glad it showcases them. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was to the point where like, I kind of want to pick up a soundtrack just for those songs. Right. <laughs> you know, and um, but uh, also read that Beyonce was has secured a hundred million dollar deal with Disney to do three projects with them. This is the first, so there's two more coming. So, <laughs> but um, she's gonna be doing a yeah. little mermaid one here for soon. Never know. But I mean, but overall, like, I wasn't expecting to to like it, but I did. And like, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm picturing Beyonce doing Under the Sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got get oh, your man. high person as Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, uh, Under the Sea. Yeah, yeah. But, but I will say, you know, I mean, well, one thing, uh, sorry, like, as far as Beyonce goes, like, I forgot just how beautiful she is. I was like, golly. And the dancing, she's strong in that. Yeah. Strong in that. And she even features uh, Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. There in you it. go. Jay Z's in it. Of Shocker. course. It's her husband. How, how did they get her? Or how did they get <laughs> her? I wonder. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Um, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, who's featured on one of the songs, okay. he he's featured on a song. I don't think he doesn't. He's not in it, but it's one of his his vocals are featured. Yeah. Um. Uh, even <clears throat> a song on the soundtrack, her her daughter Blue Ivy has some singing that she does. Mm. So I was like, okay. So I mean, overall, it's just I think it's worth checking out. If you got Disney Plus, check it out. If Beyonce, if you're a fan of Beyonce or not, if you're just curious about it, and afterwards, if you feel like it's at least you didn't, you know, you didn't really pay anything. It's just paying your time. Right. But I just think, I just like the middle chunk of the of it was like my favorite. There's probably like three or four songs and 
and videos, might as well say, it's basically music videos uh, that really drew me in. And like I said, I'm still thinking about buying a soundtrack. <laughs> okay. So speaking of that, I've actually listened to the new Taylor Swift album. Okay. Not a Taylor Swift fan, as we've discussed. I love this. I love this album, though. It's okay. so different from anything she's ever done. And I absolutely freaking love it. <laughs> it's like, I didn't expect it. I was like, yeah, what the hell? Let's, yeah, why not? Right. There's no poppy, catchy tune. It's all just coffeehouse music almost. She does this track with Bon Iver, who I like. <clears throat> he kind of does more folksy kind of um, just chill music. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And I just, yeah, it's called Exile. It's my favorite song on the album. I listen to it over and over. It's so good. But half those songs belong in some independent film, you know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's so good. I, I'm, yeah. So it's weird because I'm not, again, not, not a, uh, not a Taylor Swift fan, but I do. I mean, credit where credit's due. I mean, that's a good album. Uh, Jack Antonoff from Bleachers. <clears throat> co-produced it along with uh, one of the guys from the national um but yeah it's good stuff um all right man so trailers um we have got judas and the black messiah with daniel kaluuya i can never oh, yeah. pronounce that right daniel kaluuya from uh get out and queen queen and slim mm-hmm. um with Keith Stanfield from Sorry to Bother You and uh, Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. And also Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> a little reunion of sorts. Yeah, a little re- <laughs> mini reunion. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's the story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill. Um, also stars Martin Sheen as J. Edgar Hoover, Jesse Plemons as Roy Mitchell, um, Algie Smith, Jake Winters, Little Royal Howery's in it, also from Get Out. <laughs> it is like a little mini reunion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who, who'd have thought it? Uh, directed by Shaka King. Um, not direct. Oh, I guess he directed some episodes of the TV show. TV show Shrill with uh, A.D. Bryant that I really like. Um, People of Earth TV show. Done a lot of TV, apparently. Um, so, yeah. So, that's coming out. Uh, no date. It just says completed, not yet screened. Okay. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Next, we have for kids. Um, I think my son will like this. Do you remember the show Phineas and Ferb? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's from like a early, well, I guess the uh, TV show was on from 2007 to 2015. There's 130 episodes. They did one called Phineas and Ferb um, Across the Second Dimension that came out uh, in 2011. And, uh, well, they've got a new movie coming out. Phineas and Ferb, the movie, colon, Candace Against the Universe. Uh, the famed stepbrother inventors 
uh, know what they're going to do today. They're going to rescue their sister from an alien abduction. Uh, Ashley Tisdale plays the voice of Candace. Um, Allison Stoner from the Step Up movies and uh, Missy Elliott videos. (laughs) Um, Voices Isabella, Caroline Ray. uh, Voices Mom. And um, Deidre Bader's in it doing a voice. Uh, Kelly Hugh, Thomas Middleditch, Wayne Brady, Ellie Wong, Weird Al. Yeah. Weird Al. So, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the original, and then the, the voices of Finney and Superb, um, Vincent Martella, and Dee Bradley Baker. So that'll be out on Disney Plus August 28th. Does that so, have a premium screening price? I know, right? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I hope not. I ain't paying for thirty dollars for that. Um, oh, <laughs> and it doesn't have a time. How long it is either? At least not okay. yet. Probably like uh, ninety minutes. I don't see it being too long. I don't see. I see it being like even that though. twenty. Yeah, like an hour twenty, hour fifteen. Yeah, somewhere in that ball field. Yeah, maybe not an hour and six, but you never know. Um, and then the last one is Charlie Kaufman's um, latest movie. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. That's going to come to Netflix. Uh, oh, hold on. My keyboard's being silly. There we go. Um, starring Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, Jesse Plemons again, David Thewlis. Um, see. No, uh, I think Chalamet's. No, that's the French Connection. Wrong one. Um, Anyways, so it's about, uh, I'm thinking of ending things will come to Netflix on September 4th. Um, basically, it's about full of misgivings. A young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. Uh, it's based on, I think that's Ian? That's, yeah. Iron, maybe Iron, uh, reads acclaimed novel. So, and uh, he, Charlie Kaufman, also wrote the adaptation. So, so uh, it's listed as, I think I saw it was listed as a horror, well, drama, horror, thriller. So, all right. Uh, two hours, 14 minutes long. So, um, knowing that it's Charlie Kaufman, you know it's going to be weird uh, right. between adaptation and not Magnolia, but. Uh, what was the other one? The head of Magnolias. <laughs> um, anyways, it's a, it's really good. Um, or I, I'm looking forward to watching it because I know it's going to be kind of out there in its quirky kind of way. He's like a more, because Wes Anderson movies are generally quirky by nature, which is what makes them a lot of fun too and funny. Charlie Kaufman's like if you took most of the humor out, <laughs> um, but it's still really good. I, uh, um, but I, I, I like his work. I, I, I like his his filmmaking, his style. I like his style. It's really good. Um, yeah, man. I think that's it. Um, reminder again: we have uh, comedian Jackie Cation joining us next week. To break down some movies. Um, I'm going to finally get around to watching Extraordinary. May or may not get around to watching the Trejo documentary. We'll see. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm not sure what mm-hmm. else. There's a couple of Redbox I want to check out. Um, uh, the Kevin Bacon one thrower. Oh, you should have left. left. Yeah. 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 So let me go check that out. And then this Friday on Netflix, we got Project Power with yes Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Fox. So plan on watching that. Okay. Yep. I may also try and watch that. We'll see. See how that works out. Yeah. Then, um, not this Friday, but the next Friday, um, I guess we could say past and future guest, um, director Trish C. that uh, we had on back in the fall, talking about the Step Up movies and Pitch Perfect. By we, I mean I, because you weren't able to make it, but you're going to be able to make it this time, so it's going to be awesome. Yes. yes. Um, her new movie, The Sleepover, which we did discuss briefly during that interview, um, is coming out to Netflix on the 21st. Okay. And I've already, yeah, so I've already, I'm in talks with her. We're trying to get her scheduled to come back on and and uh, not only talk about movies in general, but also talk about this movie specifically and what it was like filming it and all the, all the awesomeness that entails. We're just trying to nail down a date and time so we can do that. So cool things looking ahead. I hope everybody who's who has kids currently in school, hope they're staying safe, healthy, and you as the parents also um staying safe and healthy and all our friends and listeners we're hoping you staying safe and healthy and sane definitely sane (laughs) it's the important thing yes sanity (laughs) yes please try to retain that yes and find something funny to watch yes that always helps the office has been a lifesaver more so than usual um yeah so all right man i think that's all i got you good i'm good i'm still working on this book Okay. Night Eternal. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. I'm close to finishing oh, it. Dang, so bro, you are. Finally. So hopefully next day or two, hopefully be finished. Okay. And I'll be done. Then I can officially try to watch the show. There you go, man. Yeah. Be all set. Awesome. Um, books for me? Nah, nothing right now. Too busy. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading articles and stuff. I guess that counts. But I'm not uh, book-wise, nothing right now. So at the moment. Okay. So. I got a couple I'm trying to, but I just, I just haven't had time, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Not for lack of wanting, just a lack of scheduling, I guess, setting aside time. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, to everybody, thank you for listening. As always, um, if you're not part of the group, Facebook group, please join um, and let us know what you guys are watching. Um, I know Patrick and I, Patrick posted me uh, one day, and I hadn't really brought this up, but. Um, we're thinking about doing an episode where it's question and answer. So if you have questions for us as far as um, something you're watching or something you would like for us to watch, um, just start a thread in the group, you know, on the group page or send us a message or something. Let us know. Um, yeah. We'll be happy to answer if you have. Um, yeah, if there's something you want us to watch and talk about, let us know. We'll do it. I mean, we've said that from the get go. Yeah. We're always up for suggestions. Let us know if you watch something crazy and you want to think I, I can't I would love to hear them talk about this or try to explain it I will pretty much do any of those things unless it's unless it's a uh, David Lynch's Lost Highway I still haven't I can't figure out how to talk about that movie and I still dare anybody else to try and talk about that movie <laughs> um, that joke is kind of mainly just for two people 
because um, my buddies Mike and Aaron, who both had the same teacher, that basically said the same thing, and yeah. he was a film critic. <laughs> so, and I all I could do was agree, because I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. Weird ass movie, as most David Lynch movies are. Um, but yeah, so we'll try and maybe do a mini episode, question and answer mini episode. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's it. So, I guess we'll talk to you next week with our amazing guest. Sounds good. All right. All right, people. We'll talk to you next week.